Hey guys, so we're gonna explore discerning God's will for our lives. Um, yeah, and it's gonna be just me like kind of learning and as I read, and I'm just gonna like explore some articles. And talk about it. So, you know, like I've said, this isn't the most professional podcast, but I like to talk sometimes. So, here we go. All right. Um, okay. So, I have a couple articles I found. Okay, so one article is discerning God's will. And then I found another article, how to confirm what God seems to be telling you to do. And then five confirmations of God's will. Okay, so let's start with the last one. Okay, so this is, okay, five confirmation of God's will. This is johnmarkham.org. And here we go. Okay. Because I'm kind of curious, like, um, yeah, you know. Okay, so in Ezekiel 22, 28, it says, They say, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, when the Lord has not spoken. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> we all want to know God's will for our lives, vocations, families, hardships, and relationships. Aside from what the Bible directly tells us, though, how do we know what God's will is for us? I mean, the Bible didn't tell me which college to go to. That's my wife's name. Would That my wife's name would be Tiffany. What to name my kids or that I was supposed to plant a new church in Silicon Valley. I don't know if I, if I said that word right. How do you know for sure when God is telling you to do something? How do I know? How does anyone know? How can you know? Here are five quick principles to seeking confirmation regarding something you feel God is leading you towards. Okay, because it could be either from God or Satan. And Satan is so good at deception. So good. Uh, it's crazy. Okay, so. Okay, one, consistent with scripture. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Matthew twenty four thirty five. God doesn't contradict what he's already said. If what you're considering to be God's will goes against the grain with what God's word clearly says, reconsider your direction. God's will is always according to his word. Two, um, affirmation from others. God's will for your life may not be popular with everyone you know. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that God strategically places people in our life to help us see our blind spots. 
If all the people you trust spiritually are shaking their heads, there's a strong chance you're attempting to move outside of God's will. In Matthew 18, while talking about confronting a brother or sister in Christ regarding a sin issue, Jesus adds, So that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. God confirms his will through fellow Christ followers. If there is an obvious lack of such, reconsider your direction. Three, clear direction. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Proverbs 3, 6. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. God makes his will clear to us as we submit to his leadership. If your way seems very murky and unclear, it's likely that God is not in it. And please note, there's a substantial difference between clear and easy. Just because you know what God wants you to do does not mean it won't be a massive uphill battle. Four, motives in check. You must constantly be asking yourself the hard questions of understanding your own biases. I can convince myself that God has spoken or willed something over my life when in reality the Lord has not spoken for me to pursue that. Much of the trouble we get ourselves into is for this very reason. We want something so bad that we convince ourselves that God wants it for us. This is why number two is so important. Jeremiah 17, 9 tells us, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can understand it? This is why you can't follow your heart. You must learn to lead your heart. Acknowledge your biases. Do what God actually wants you to do, and one day your heart will thank you. Five, faith is relationship-oriented, not task-oriented. Don't you just wish sometimes that God would drop a scroll from the heavens containing specific personal instructions for our individual lives and scenarios? I know I have. So why doesn't God do that? From what I read in scripture, God is far more interested in us knowing him than in knowing his will. Don't get me wrong. He wants us to know his will, but, he, but his much greater desire is that we draw closer to him and we find his will in the process. Um, God is far more interested in who we are becoming than in what we are doing. Well, I think that just answered this entire podcast. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say with a high degree of confidence that if you have none or few of these going for you, you're out of God's will. Or if you're trying to manipulate the reality that you're missing these five things, you should probably focus on number four and number five. However, if all five seem to be coming together in almost supernatural ways, you'll know. You begin to realize that God seems to be almost God you'll begin to realize that God seems to almost be doing it without you. You still have a part to play and there may be a great deal of work to do on your part. But you realize that his will is sitting right in front of you. That's when you know you're on to something. May you find the pure and perfect will of God in your life, and may you more so find and know him more personally and intimately than ever.
Blessings Pastor John. That was a really good article. Wow. Okay, now, <clears throat> how to confirm what God seems to be telling you to do. Okay. Um, should I read this article? This is from Christian Today. Okay, let's just read and see. ChristianToday.com. This article is by J.B. Kachila. All right. God indeed speaks to his people. Some might disagree with that, but it's the truth. God is alive and talking to his people, making his heart known to those who truly seek him. Some of us probably have no idea about something that God wants us to do or say or think. Maybe you felt that the idea came from the Lord, but you aren't sure if what you received was correct or was truly from God. Also, um, a side note, this is why fasting is um, really good. Like, um, if you do, like, you could do, like, different types of fast, but when you're, like, sacrificing, um, when you're giving up something, you know, for God and, like, sacrificing for him and, um, you know, that kind of thing, it, um, it's a good, um, tool to use, um, and also just because we love God, um, if you do, like, a 24-hour fast, or you do, um, you could do, like, increments, you could do, like, a 12-hour fast, you could do a 6-hour fast, you could do it, um, you could do, like, a 6-hour fast for, like, a week, or you could do, you know, like, every week, do one day, uh, 24 hours, something like that, um, can help you, um, get confirmations, too. Or if you're going through warfare, when you're fasting, it um, gives you headway, leeway, whatever, um, against Satan and his evil plots in your life. Anyways, sorry, let's keep going. Okay. Let's keep reading. Okay, so... Uh. Some of us, sorry, probably have an idea about something that God wants us to do or say or think. Maybe you felt that the idea came from the Lord, but you aren't sure if what you received was correct or was truly from God. Are you praying to the Lord for a confirmation of what he seems to have said to you? Here are some things you should do to get this confirmation. This isn't an exhaustive list, but just some tips that might help you find the answer and peace that you need. One, confirm it with the word of God. God will never contradict his word. Um, Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Knowing this, check the scriptures for any parallel, exact resemblance or similarity with what you received. Um, moreover, if what you received was a command, check God's commands. If it goes contrary to what is established in the Bible, especially with Jesus' teachings, then don't believe it. Um, do your best to always counter check what you hear or receive with what God said in his word before you obey them. So like, um, there's so many stories and different scenarios in the Bible. So if you kind of like look at, um, the different 
people in the Bible and what they went through and their stories, if they line up, then, yeah, if they don't line up, so that's one strategy you can go by, yeah. Um, two, confirm it with what others are saying. Deuteronomy 19.15 says, the facts of the case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Each and every word you perceive to have received will always be confirmed by the Lord one way or another. Take, for example, the continu- continuity, I don't know how to say that word. It's a hard one. And progression of the law and the prophets leading up to the time of Jesus' birth. All the prophecies, despite coming from different people and different times, pointed to the coming of the one and only Savior of the world, our Lord Jesus Christ. There will be no other Christ. So if you hear of another Christ, don't believe it. Also, consider the example of the prophetic body all over the world. These intercessors are seeking the Lord and are hearing the same thing, all be albeit with slight differences because of the specific messages that God gives to their respective regions and locations. Listen to what your spiritual mentors and other pastors or elders tell about you, even without asking. You can get confirmation there. Oh, yeah, so um, um, if you look for prophets, they'll have um, messages and about, like, the about your life and like um they're, they'll have prophetic words and you can see um like let's say you go through something that day and then one of the prophets that you watch on youtube like it matches up exactly that could be a confirmation as well um so prophets you know they get um you know words and, um, you know, warnings from God and all that. And, yeah, you know, more than that. But, yeah. Um, confirm it with the word of God. Confirm it with others say. Um, three, confirm it with peace that comes from the Lord. When the Lord gives a message, he gives peace with it. No, it's not the peace that means an absence of trouble or chaos. Rather, it's a peace that you can sense even in the midst of troubles. It's the peace that passes all understanding. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 tells us, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Pray for the Lord. Pray to the Lord for a confirmation. When there's no peace, you can be sure it's not from him. Awesome. Okay. Last article. All right. Okay, so this is from cru.org and the it's discerning God's will is the article title and it's by Keith Davy. Excuse me. Sorry. All right. A letter from Keith Davy. Dear friend, like all of us, you are going to face an ever-increasing number of decisions. Life is full of decisions. Some are trivial trivial, and will be merely a matter of preference. Others will be moral and will test your character. 
but you will also face an increasing number of directional decisions that will determine what you will do in your life, where you will go, and even who you will do it with. Your starting point will make all the difference. Approaching these decisions, okay, wait, let's try that one again. Approaching these decisions apart from God leaves you to rely on your own limited ability to gather the information, to consider the options, and make your best guess at the outcomes. In a real sense, it is just that, a guess. For no one can know future or all the factors that will matter. But when you trust God, there is a different path. It involves less deciding and more following. Following the one who is all-knowing, all-loving, and all-powerful. According to Romans 12.2, his plan for us is good. There is no evil intent, intent toward us. Pleasing, we would genuinely desire it if we really understood it and perfect. We could not improve on it if we tried. In one sense, this beginning point is really the hardest decision you will have to make you will or will you trust yourself and what you can discern and achieve despite your obvious limitations or will you trust god for all that he has for you with his infinite love and wisdom mark 8 34 38 <clears throat> uh, okay sorry okay but how do you follow unseen footsteps how do you hear a silent voice? How do you know the guidance of God? There are six signposts in the Bible that God has consistently used to guide his people. I will pose them as questions that may prove helpful to you. One, what does God's word say about the decision? This is not a search for some mysterious answer taken from a verse out of context. Rather, it is attempting to view a decision through the lens of truth, seeing the issue from God's perspective. Psalm 119, 105, I will often write down a series of verses that help me think biblically about a decision. Um, yeah, so if you're in the Bible app, you can like literally search scenarios and um, it'll come up with verses. Or, like, you can look at, like, um, yeah, you know, just, like, kind of, yeah. I'm going to try that today. I'm going to think of a scenario in my life, and I'm going to actually, like, yeah, do that and see what happens. Okay. Okay. Two, what do I sense the, sp the spirit um, impress on me while in intimate prayer regarding the decision. Again, there is a danger that I may misinterpret misinterpret my thoughts for the Spirit's prompting, so I never act solely on this basis, but I do pay attention to it, for this is where we enjoy the int intimacy of our relationship with God. 1 Samuel 23, 1-4. 3. What insights do I gain from the counsel of others? There are three kinds of counselors that I seek. One, um, <clears throat> those who know me and can help me understand myself. 
Two, those who know the situation and can give me valuable insight into what will be involved in the decision. Three, those who know God and will listen to me, share the issues, and provide me with a godly perspective. Proverbs 15.22. Four, how has God been at work in the circumstances? Okay, so as we follow God, he orchestrates the details of our lives, opening and closing doors, bringing about opportunities, and preparing us for the road ahead. I try to pay attention for the evidence of God at work in my circumstances. Romans 1, 10-13. 5. What is my deepest desire regarding this? On the surface, I will have many different wants, but as I dig down, I find out what is really important to me. Most of the time, I have found that I ultimately desired what I later discovered to be God's will. I am certain that this is because he is at work within, shaping the desires of our hearts, Philippians 2.13. But there will be those moments when, like Jesus in the garden, we must pray, not my will, but your will be done. The path to God's best will at times lead through pain and sacrifice. Six, what is the view of wisdom on this decision? Here, I normally write out the pros and cons of each option. Then I ask, which of these factors are the most important? Proverbs 14, 8 um, and um, and 15. Through the years, I have asked these questions over countless decisions. Normally, I jot down my answers on paper or in a journal. I have found this important for at least two reasons. By writing them down, it protects me from the tyranny of the most recent thought. Too often, our most recent thought will dominate our thinking and have the most influence. Whether or not it merits that um, privilege. Excuse me. By writing things down, I see the whole picture at once and can make an informed decision after looking at all the signposts together. This also gives me a record that I refer back to later. This can be especially helpful when the path gets difficult and I begin to wonder how I got here and why. I have often found great encouragement by looking back at the signposts of God's guidance in the past. Through the years, I have shared these principles with literally hundreds of students. I would be less than honest to say that there haven't been those who have struggled deeply with their direction after seeking God's guidance, but they have been relatively few there, but they have been relatively few and for a variety of reasons. On the other hand, I have known countless individuals who have expressed deep regret over decisions they have made while operating independent of God's leading. It only makes sense when you think about it. If there is a God who is all-knowing, thus knows what is best for us, all-loving, wants what is best for us, and all-powerful, able to lead us into what is best for us, then shouldn't we trust him with all our hearts and seek his ways? That is my prayer for you as you begin the next chapter of your life. Sincerely, Keith A. Davey, Executive Director of Research and Development. Cool. So, wow. Yeah. So it's like we want to do 
God's will. We want to be a sacrifice for God. We want to glorify God. So how does that pertain to your life? Um, it is tricky. So tricky. Um, and when we're making decisions, I think we have to first look at our goals, you know, like what are our goals in life? Um, and where do we want to, I mean, those are obvious, but like, where do we want to be, you know? So, um, that can be a good, um, thing to, um, think about. Um, also, okay, signs. Oh, I'm going to read one more thing and then I'm going to, um, and then that'll be it. Um, okay. On Kindle, there's like signs. Okay. So <laughs> I'm actually finding some really good books on, um, some stuff. Yeah. So, Ooh, this book's really good. Okay. What's it called? It's called, um, what the heck it's called. Um, for everything you need to know, the infographic guide to the Bible, the Old Testament. So this book's really good. And like, it has a bunch of pictures and stuff. It's really fun. If you want to learn more about the Bible, like look at like picture books of the Bible and all the stories. It's so helpful. Okay. There's all these awesome stories and it's fun. Okay. So, and I feel like the Bible's so challenging. Like you have to, I like the challenge of it. Cause it's like, you have to like discipline yourself in ways that maybe you didn't before, you know, which is like hard. It can be hard, but it's also like easier. Cause it's like the highest, best way. If it's God's way, you know, it's easier to obey than to be sinning because it's like in some ways, cause it's just like, it just feels better. It's better, you know? Um, so, okay. So I was looking, they have a page on signs, like something about the way God gives us signs about life. Okay. Ooh, King Solomon, um, Esther, Job, Psalms. I'm almost there. Malachi, his four lessons. Ooh, the new covenant. Wow. Okay. So it's somewhere. Maybe I just can't find it. Well, um, I did not find it in the book. That sucks. Okay, well, 
um, anyways, yeah, um, what I remember reading was, like, um, objects, God will give you, like, objects, I know I found objects, like, and I'm like, whoa, that's so cool, you know, um, I think he, okay, he said heaven, or heaven, what, angels, um, like, angels or something um and um what else um through people um so like through people he'll give he'll speak and give signs and stuff um oh the weather he was saying something about like the weather and like the wind you know he speaks through weather and like the birds and stuff like that also just like what else dreams through dreams pray for dreams that's a really good way to get um for um to like if you want to like get more intimate with god and like um whatever you're going through um and that's all i can think of right now but also like if i'm trying to figure out like like Sometimes if you're, um, just like, uh, like, if you'll hear the radio, sometimes, like, God will speak through music, but not always, you know, not always, but, like, if it's, sometimes I feel like, okay, if it's a song that's, like, out of nowhere, and you're like, whoa, like, about your life, like, every once in a blue moon, if you're, like, why that's really random that that song played i mean sometimes that's a good eh, i don't know if that's the best one that could i don't know but anyways that's all for this episode have a exciting awesome lovely day and just a reminder Devil's working through people. So don't let the devil make you have a bad day. I've noticed through people, the devil is real good, you know. So, um, yeah, he works through people and it's, um, it's a trip. It is a trip. Um, so anyways, um, all right. Bye.